Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey y'all, thanks for tapping into another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. And as always, I'm so grateful to share this space with you and talk about these shifts and transformations. So now we're getting into the fourth commandment of self-love, which is honor thy spirit. I really feel like I mean, clearly all of the commandments are connected, but I really feel like all of the other ones precede this. And you, like, it's so hard to connect (laughs) your physical self from your spiritual self, even though there are many people who don't have a connection to their spiritual selves, or even maybe not believe that there is a such thing as spirit. And that's totally okay. Um, But all that you do really impacts and encompasses like your spiritual being. So this is a shorter section of the book because I feel like I've integrated spirit in all the other sections. Um, And this kind of just really brings it together. So I'm going to be reading from the book, The Five Commandments of Self-Love, which I published in 2019. It is an expression of what I feel like spirit gave me to share as tenets or commandments of self-love, like what to remember as you're on your self-love journey, what to check in with, what to honor, what to practice, what to revere, what to pour into, um, what to allow you to anchor yourself. And it was, I have to say, written for myself, but also written for other folks who are on a self-love journey. It has some psychoeducation in there. It has um, some of my personal experiences in there. It speaks to experiences that I've had professionally and, you know, just in talking to people and understanding what this journey of life is like when you are working on accepting yourself. To read along, you can definitely purchase the book. It's called The Five Commandments of Self-Love by Tiffany Wright. That's me. And you can purchase it on Amazon um, as a paperback. You can also purchase it as a Kindle. Um, So if you want to do like some reading right now in this moment with me, then you go ahead and download that. You can also purchase it barnesandnoble.com, target.com, walmart.com, a lot of, you know, major online retailers. And so we're going to get into this. Are y'all ready? Let's take a deep breath. Oh, yes. I was stretching, y'all. I was stretching. Okay. 
we're starting on page 189 from the paperback version. Finding the meaning of spirit. Love and passion, love and purpose, love and intrigue, love and family, love and friends, love and confusion, love and security, love and light, love and darkness, love and marriage, love and infinity, love and possibilities, love and others, love and self. Self-love. Self in the role of love and love in the role of embracing and living through self is essential for our elevation and being. The depth of our love can be strengthened by how we choose to honor our spirit. The spirit can serve as a facilitator of love when it is fed in a way that supports both the gift and the receiving of love. From childhood, our spirit develops its sense of strength and identity. Whatever you feed lives properly and thrives. Whatever you starve and deprive dies. Some spirits have been so distraught throughout the course of life that love seems like a foreign concept to their existence. These are the spirits that were not only surrounded by other dark spirits, but these are spirits that were beaten down by abuse, belittlement, and loneliness. Very little reinforcement of love, peace, and strength occurred throughout these experiences. The spirit is a living entity harboring energy. Therefore, its experience over the lifespan is one defined by a constant exchange of energy. Energy never stops. Consider the flow of going in and out. Energy follows a life's formula of addition, subtraction, and multiplication. At this very moment, all the moments that have preceded it and all that comes after your state of being and spirit is reflective of the energy which you have selectively and unknowingly absorbed. Every being you've interacted with, every conversation you've had, everything you've touched, smelled, listened to, tasted, and seen affects your energy and spirit. So let's pause right there. Yes, when I'm speaking of spirit, I'm speaking of the metaphysical. You cannot tangibly detect a spirit you can't okay um if you don't believe in the metaphysical then you're not gonna really care for this section so you can listen just to listen but just just letting you know um there are experiences that are present beyond are five basic senses, okay? It's really important to know that. It's not just made up. <laughs> it's not just made up since the beginning of time that there is paranormal activity and there are things that we cannot explain and occurrences that people label as miracles you know it's important to know that there is this mystical energy that exists within and around all of us and everybody's going to have a different belief about it everybody's going to have a different understanding of what it means but on this podcast 
In this book, we talking about spirit today. It's it's intangible. It's intangible uh, guidance. It is intuitive connection. It is connection to that which goes beyond the senses. And it's impacted by both the physical and the non-physical, right? Like air exists. You can't see it. You cannot see it. Oxygen exists. You can't see it. There's a lot of things that exist around us that we cannot see. So just because we cannot see it, it does not mean that it doesn't exist. All the frequency that light emits, which is color and that sound emits, you can't literally see the frequency of anything unless you're using some type of machine, right? But there is an emission of something going on. And that's what I want you to understand in terms of the context of spirit, okay? Because it's real, it's real. Getting to the point where you move intending to honor your spirit is a very much developed skill. The more time you spend in mindfulness and meditation and solitude, the clearer you become. The more you can hear from the voice within as opposed to the voices outside of you, the stronger your connection to self is. Remain in the knowing of what your spirit is telling you. Some people move in a way that allows them to interact with life as a game. They may take advantage of all people and opportunities that cross their paths. As a spirit-led and driven purpose person, it is your task to learn how to discern when your spirit's voice is speaking loud enough to push you to move. Every experience or opportunity that presents itself is not aligned with you. Every presentation isn't for you. Therefore, it does not serve or honor you to betray your spirit by being overly eager. Can we, let's pause, let's pause right there. Um, this is really important. It's easy for us to be driven by desires of our culture, of our family, of our community, of the society that we live in. And images or possessions or roles or ways of being that are easily forced down our throats, essentially, um, may not be aligned with who we really are and what we really want. So it's important to know that just because a relationship is presented to you, an opportunity is presented to you, you have access to do something, it's always important to check in with your spirit. Does it feel like it fits. Now, the difficult part about talking about spirit is, you know, it takes a lot of time to be able to discern, is this my spirit? Is this fear? Is this a human desire? Is this um, maybe past experiences jading me? It takes a lot to be able to maneuver all of that. So it's not just as easy as 
you know, you hear this, okay, let me listen to my spirit, right? Like there's a lot of things that impact your decision-making process. And getting to the place where you can honor your spirit it takes a lot of solitude so that you can be connected to yourself and really get to know yourself. Like understand what feels pure to you. Understand what feels like flow. Understand with understand what feels aligned and learning how to make decisions from that place. Sometimes people can be so eager to have certain things or certain people in their lives that they never actually checked in with their spirit knowing and asked, is this for me? Is this a line? What am I supposed to get from this? Because sometimes things can just be presented to you from a place of opportunity of learning or insight or growth. It doesn't mean that it's something that you're, quote unquote, supposed to hold on to and really incorporate into your life. Oftentimes, a very relatable way to speak about spirit refers to when people say, if you felt it or if you had the intuition to do it and you did it and you didn't, now you know. Or listen to what your intuition says the first time. That is people talking about spirit. Okay. Yeah, you can use all the rationalization uh, that you want to. But sometimes it is not decisions based off of just our cognitive abilities. And definitely not sometimes um, do we need to make decisions based off our emotions. Sometimes there's something in between there and it is our spirits. So how do you learn how to honor and connect to your spirit? As I mentioned, it really goes back to mindfulness. It goes back to spending time with yourself. I mean, think about it. These, This is why monks spend so much time in solitude to be able to get through all the minutia that's in their brain, to be able to even move past their emotions and connect to something To connect to something that allows a higher pathway to enlightenment and consciousness. See, the thing about spirit and enlightenment is there is research that shows that there are different 
frequency of connections that our brain can operate on. Like there is science that proves this. Now, of course, most scientists would not want you to believe in, you know, the metaphysical or the spirit. But there's a lot of there there is quite a bit of research that supports the notion of energetic events going on um, that aren't necessarily considered quote unquote normal. So going back to monks, right? The state of consciousness and enlightenment and energy frequency that they enter when being in solitude and spending hours and hours and days on end meditating. No, you wouldn't do something exactly like that, but you can replicate that in your own way. Learning how to take time, disconnecting from technology, I know is really, really hard because technology in a lot of ways rules our lives every day, (laughs) absolutely rules our lives. Like we are totally enslaved to our phones, our laptops, our tablets, social media, different apps. I mean, I never would have thought that this type of reality existed. I mean, when it was just that good old AOL dial-up, boy, sheesh, gotta sit five to 10 minutes for the dang thing to connect. You gotta be on this big old lap, uh, desktop, not laptop, excuse me. Gotta be on this big old desktop. Never would I thought that the world just would have been all on a phone and then we would be addicted to it. That shit fucks up your brain and it impacts your body. Um, so with that, it definitely creates, um, I would say like dysfunctional frequency patterns when it comes to your spirit. So learning how to shut it off, step away, be in natural light, be in darkness, pay attention to your thoughts, connect to the physical sensations that are going on in your body learning how to connect to your body, learning how to connect to your body through touching it and engaging in your senses, learning how to connect to your body through breath work. All pathways of being able to connect to your spirit. I think what is so challenging nowadays is the physiological impact of the instant lifestyle, meaning like the instant gratification, meaning um, what happens quickly, whether this is delivery, whether this is obtaining food, whether this is, you know, the Wi-Fi connection. Like everything has to be quick, 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 quick. And this distorts our reality as to the importance of time 
and slow time. And so your spirit is not driven by all this bullshit, okay? Like your spirit is going to outlive you. Um, many believe that it was already present before it decided to join with your body, okay? Um, when that sperm entered that egg, right? Um, and so there's definitely different beliefs around that. But what's important to know is when we're speaking of spirit, like it does not operate through human constructions is, is what I'm saying. And, and time is a human construction. Um, and the delusion that we can control time and speed up all these natural processes that in general happen over elongated periods of time, like your spirit doesn't operate by that bullshit. So spending time in silence and stillness and solitude is really the I'm not going to say only way, but it's really the most important way to connect to spirit. Now, there are definitely people who believe that our lived experience, as some examples that I just mentioned, disconnect us from our spirit. So traditionally, um, indigenous groups um, or... Uh, different tribes, uh, different peoples, you know, would allow people to connect to the spirit through um, natural enhancement. So using certain plants, using certain herbs, which Western society has deemed as drugs, um, but engaging with herbs that release certain chemicals in our body that allow us to move past um the barriers that exist in our mind that have been caused by our experiences and socialization and allow just the essence of our pure selves to exist, whether that is through a path of love or fear. So there's different ways to, to connect to spirit. Um, of course, if you have someone that can support you, like a, a spiritual leader of some sort, um, they can help you tap into spirit. You know, connecting to someone with a metaphysical gifting can help you tap into spirit. So there's definitely different ways to tap into spirit. But what does it mean to honor it? Well, honor it looks like strengthening your connection to it. But going back to stuff I've been talking about with the mind and the body and honoring yourself, like what you say to yourself, it impacts your spirit. Um, the content that you're ingesting impacts your spirit. The relationships that you have, the interactions that you have, the environments that you're in all impact your spirit, what you're doing to your body, which is the vessel that holds the spirit, impacts your spirit. So when we're thinking about how do I honor myself, well, I want you to think of, or how do I honor my spirit? I want you to think of 
if you were seeking enlightenment and higher consciousness is the thing that you're saying yes to is the thing that you're doing does it seem like a pathway that's bringing you closer to enlightenment does it seem like a pathway that's bringing you closer to a state of empowerment does it seem like a pathway that is strengthening your intuitive connection with yourself those are questions to ask when you are thinking about spirit, okay? And when I'm saying spirit, it doesn't have to tie into religion. However, I understand for a lot of people, their pathway to understand, understanding their spirituality is through their religious practices. Um, they are not the same, um, but they can definitely work in conjunction, religion and spirituality. Um, religion more so focuses on um, rules and uh, structure um, and particular ideals. Spirituality doesn't necessarily do that. Um, so that is the main difference. And one isn't necessarily better or the other. They just really refer to different, you know, aspects of life or different pathways. Can you combine the pathways? You absolutely can. You absolutely can. However, understand that what might feel intuitive for you can naturally conflict to uh, a human idea of what should or shouldn't be, right? And so that's when there is controversy surrounding religion versus spirituality. Because in religion, you're literally doing what someone outside of you told you to do. And albeit these people are reporting that they heard what to tell you to do, they heard that from the spirit. But humans aren't perfect. As much as you know humans are perfect, I know humans are perfect. Um, so maybe the words that they're putting in text may not be completely accurate. However, when it comes to you following spirit, you are following uh, a sense of guidance that doesn't necessarily always have um, support or reason or some type of evidence. And if you've been a person that follows spirit, you know that you can follow spirit, which can contradict, you know, some other level of rationale and what you did not expect happened in the best way over and over and over again. So I, I want to encourage you to take time. I want to encourage you to learn how to ask yourself questions as to what is really shaping the lived experiences that you have, but also what is shaping your decisions. Some things that I do to honor my spirit, definitely, as I mentioned already, stillness time is number one, literally just like laying in the bed, sitting on the couch, sitting on the table, 
not on the table, at the table, <laughs> just, just being connected to myself and my surroundings, definitely a way. Going out in nature, I talk about this all the time, that nature is grounding, that is the purest energy that exists. So I feel like going out in nature, I'm literally a tree hugger. When I say literally, y'all, I am literally a tree hugger, okay? Um, being in water is something that grounds me and allows me to connect to spirit. Art is something that allows me to connect to spirit. Honestly, sometimes cooking allows me to connect to spirit. Certain sounds allow me to connect to spirit. Um, I connect to spirit through certain possessions, right? So I have mentioned um, several times before that my grandfather, my mother has passed. So I have an ancestral altar in my home um, and I speak to it and I interact with it. And the remnants of their lives serve as vessels of spirituality. For me. So that is an example. I'd love to know what spirituality means for you and how can you honor your spirit? How can you do that? Okay. So when we speak to honoring your spirit, it's also how do you nurture your spirit? I want to read from page 205. A lot of this is going to be repetitive, so I'm acknowledging that now. <clears throat> um, and some of it is going to just dig a little bit deeper just to drive it home. The spirit is sensitive to all stimuli, similarly to the mind and body. Being mindful of your emotional experiences, noise, noises, and images can allow you to take whatever necessary steps to honor your spirit. It is in the moments of stillness and internal states of silence and peace that we can connect to our spirits. We nurture the spirit through act of restoration, replenishment, and preservation. How you care for and manage your emotions or attempt to support, hold, or manage another being's emotions impact how diminished or full your spirit can be. Ever consider how you can feel fatigued or drained after leaving a large gathering or completing a conversation with certain people? The energy that you use to engage with the person has depleted you and your spirits need replenishment. Have you considered how no matter how much sleep you get from your day it's off, sometimes you feel completely depleted after work? The nature of your work or the energy that surrounds you while you're doing your work may mentally and spiritually drain you. Exposure to violence, torture, misfortune, and various forms of oppression, whether in real time or via media, can absolutely be depleting to the spirit because let's not even talk about what social media does to you, okay? One can feel worn down as if life can be duly too heavy while you're floating above existence. The phrase, my spirit is weary, is a prime example of what many individuals feel when they consider not living or wanting to give up on life. Relationships, work, conversation, roles, and responsibilities can all take a toll on our spirits. It's the type of weight that feels light and heavy simultaneously. You can feel so overwhelmed to the point that it feels like you're floating outside of yourself. This is where dissociation comes in. 
and yet feel overtaken by the weight of life, right? Like you just can't move, you can't do things, you can't concentrate. Grief does this. Grief does this so much to people, okay? Your spirit feeling nurtured is the sensation you experience when you step into or top a mass piece of land and feel like your breath has been taken away, you know, when you're in awe. Seeing the world from a high peak like a canyon, major hill, balcony looking over the city, etc. You know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes if you're going somewhere and it has a view and you look at the view and you're like, wow, that's amazing. That that sensation. That is the awe. That is your spirit feeling anchored in that moment. Your spirit is what feels a sense of awe when you are amazed by being in the presence of something greater than you. It's the lightness you feel when you're able to connect to moments of gratitude deeply. Your spirit is nurtured by anything or anyone that represents love. Love is light. Your spirit's default condition is one of light, peace, love, and guidance. I think that that's so important to remember. I mean, we see so much negative shit around us all the time in social media, in news, you know, in all types of reports. Like, even right now, like this is a, this recent episode, (laughs) it's, it's December 1st, 2021. The last week and a half, there's been all these cases of like horrific things that have been reported on the news of that's been going on in LA. And I know it's inciting a lot of fear in people. And so sometimes when we are seeing things that definitely incite fear, we have a skewed perspective as to like, the natural experience that we're supposed to have, right? Like our spirit wants love and wants light and wants connection and wants joy. It's not something that wants to experience hurt and pain and loss and oppression. And all these things are part of the human experience because humans are complicated. However, the natural disposition of our spirit is is one to reflect light. Your spirit guides you. Your spirit reflects the highest state of your existence. If your spirit is compromised by darkness in any way, it's difficult for it to reflect light, right? So if you're constantly watching things that help you develop some narrative that the world is unsafe and people are and people are bad or harmful or you must be in fear or you're not accepted or you're not enough you're not okay you know it's going to be really hard for your spirit to reflect the light when you're allowing so much darkness in When you're constantly around forces of darkness, it impacts your spirit. Darkness is anger, guilt, shame, regret, bitterness, discontent, jealousy, and envy. Now, these are natural emotions that we have the capacity to experience. So there's nothing wrong with them in and of themselves, right? I'm always so, uh, I'm always mindful about, you know, not minimizing or 
even, I guess, what would be the word? Like vilifying certain emotions. Like for me, there's no such thing as good and bad emotions. All emotions are just information. All emotions are just data, right? But it's a difference of having like an emotion in a moment and then like the spiritual heaviness of like that emotional state right like that's that's very different watching certain shows that are constantly promoting this idea of jealousy and anger and hatred like there's a whole spirit on that fucking show right y'all know the kind of shows i'm talking about like reality tv shows that constantly pit people against each other like that shit is fuckery and it's entertainment for some people but that is a heavy spirit on that shit same thing with music. Music that promotes demeaning or degradation of any person. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care your sexual orientation. I don't care where the fuck you're from. Demeaning any person is not okay because we are to reflect light and love. And so when you're constantly listening to that shit, you're constantly watching that shit. Hell, you might fucking be around people constantly gossiping about other people, constantly demeaning other people, constantly talking about how angry they are, constantly talking about how bitter they are. You know, like these things matter. There's a heaviness on it. People that are around people that are so body conscious and they're always talking about losing weight and they're always talking about getting their body together and that like that is a heaviness right like that's a spirit of discontent that's a spirit of shame right and so there's a difference between emotional experiences that happen and spiritual uh spiritual entities that exist okay it's a whole nother conversation, but I'm just trying to give y'all some context. It impacts your ability to be guided by your spirit. It impacts your ability to trust your spirit. It impacts your ability to operate in flow. It impacts your ability even to feel gratitude. And again, this I'm going back to the darkness, right? That you might constantly be around anger, hate, guilt, shame, regret, bitterness, discontent, jealousy, and envy. Nurturing your spirit takes effort to be, to be in spaces or around people that fill you up, pour into you. It means doing activities that allow you to tap into a place of pure consciousness, doing activities that even make you feel the pure joy a child does. Being around people who get you, who see you, oh, it's so important. To be seen, to be truly seen beyond the mask, beyond the roles, beyond the images, beyond the facades is validating. Again, going back to human nature, we want to be accepted and we want to feel safe. And so part of that is in the ability to feel like you belong and to feel like you can trust your surroundings or the people that you are in relationship with. If the experience one has when they look at it, when you, if the experience one has when you can look at another and they know exactly what you're thinking or feeling without any words. See, we can connect beyond our five senses. When someone sees you, it's as if they completely see you beyond anything that senses can comprehend. You feel each other's kinetic connection. 
They say something and your spirit reacts because it's as if they use your voice. When they speak, your your spirit feels a sense of comfort. You know when someone's like, man, tacos are fire. I could just eat tacos every day. And you're like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. Like nobody really understands how much I love tacos. I really love tacos. (laughs) Dang, I'm hungry now. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like when someone speaks to something and it feels like a part of you just wakes up or uh, lights up, you know, like that is the non-sensory experience. You know, that is the the multi-sensory experience that we're talking about. Nurturing of the spirit can surely occur with elements and in stillness. The elements such as earth, wind, water, and fire are all representations of the spirit. It is in nature that we reconnect to ourselves. And if you know, I, especially if you follow my Instagram, Tip Inspires, like as a therapist, one of the forms of therapy that I'm really big on is ecotherapy, which is basically like using nature in the therapeutic process, connect, connecting to natural elements um, as a way to bring forth healing and insight into who we are. And so I post a lot of content of me on my hikes and in nature because it's grounding for me, but I also feel like ecotherapy is something that is really important for people to learn how to be open to. To truly be enlightened about our presence, it's important always to remember energy can never quote unquote die. It constantly moves from one form to another. We often can feel grounded and peaceful in nature because we are experiencing pure energetic connection. Connection is nurturing. Finding stillness within yourself, no matter where you are, is the number one way to be connected to yourself, which consequently allows you to nurture yourself. When you are connected to yourself, you know what you need and you know when you need it. When you are connected to yourself, you can sense the changes in your body. You can gauge what limits of physical engagement look and feel like. You know when you just keep going, going, going and you don't stop, right? When you push yourself over the edge, that's probably because you haven't nurtured your spirit and you haven't been connected enough to your spirit for it to be like, whoa, yo. Stop what the fuck you're doing. Slow down. This is too much for us, right? I've said before in the honor thy body episode, right? Like, yes, the human body is absolutely amazing and we can constantly push limits, but you don't have to constantly push limits. Like, sure, do some limit pushing every once in a while, but it doesn't have to be a fucking constant way of life. You know, you deserve rest. You deserve restoration. You deserve some type of preservation, right? You don't always have to be pushing, pushing, pushing. Stillness creates an inner state of silence. In silence, you can hear and feel what you typically couldn't if you were in constant motion. This is why I say a lot, just having uninterrupted stillness disconnecting from the technology and all of the madness so that you can just be with yourself. That is literally, that plus breath work is literally the most important tools, uh, pathways to nurturing your spirit. 
So as you move forward in considering the fourth commandment, make sure to ask yourself, what in my life is nourishing my spirit? What in my life threatens, poisons, or starves my spirit? Be as intentional as you can. Move accordingly. Choose accordingly. Your spirit is the essence of you. Therefore, nurturing your spirit is really about nurturing the core and the essence of who you are. If you are practicing honoring the other commandments, then I feel like intuitively it's going to impact your spirit. So that's all for today, y'all. Um, short and sweet. I hope that you got something from this. I want to encourage you to go ahead and buy the book, um, The Five Commandments of Self-Love. You can grab it on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, target.com, walmart.com. Um, feel free to follow me on my personal Instagram, at tiffinspires. And I haven't really been posting to the Be Life uh, Instagram, but I'll be kind of relaunching it in January. So no problem. As you're moving through this time, this season that's upon us, I want to encourage deep reflection. I want to encourage your ability to connect to your spirit now as you're moving into this new year. Um, something else for you to be connected with is important. So that's all, y'all. Well, y'all, that's the end of today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. Thank you so much for your support. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend. I am accessible via my website, www.livethebelife.com. You can feel free to shoot me an email. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I send out newsletters once or twice a month. I'm on Instagram and Twitter handle at the T-H-E underscore B-E underscore life. Also have a Facebook page. All my products are available online on Amazon, but they're also listed on my website. Hope that you move forward in your day, in your week, feeling connected to yourself and grounded. Hope that you just stay aware of the shifts that are going on within and around you because they're always happening. Don't forget, seek to shift, seek to grow, seek to be you. Until next time, be well.